0: When you're Hawaiian, it's in you forever as well. Kalani Rob, a fantastic pro surfer, talking about the woman who taught him how to surf, the Queen of Makaha, Rel's son, how inspiring she was, this woman from Hawaii.
1: I looked up to a lot of surfers for a lot of different reasons, of course, but um, I think the one that stood out the most for me was Auntie Rel, Rel's son. To have her going out, like, I was very young, but seeing her going ripped, you're like, oh my God, like, That's insane. You know, she surfs as good as the guys do, like all the good guys, you know. Style is everything, I think, in surfing. Because at the end of the day, whatever maneuver you do or barrel or whatever it may be, if it doesn't look stylish, it's kind of not very cool, you know. But Adriel was super good. Like, that's my biggest thing. I think everybody that I look up to has always had really clean style.
0: The kindness that she had, we call it the spirit of aloha. Dukahanamoku possessed it, so did Rel's son, but just like every wave is different, every snowflake is different, every fingerprint is different, every child is different that she met, but she made each and every one of them seem special as she taught surfing to so many.
1: I knew that to pretty well, I mean, every time I would go to Makaha, I would see her as a kid, surfing the contests. I mean, there's hundreds of kids there, and I definitely felt special because she would always come up and always be so cool to me and always, like, take the time to talk to me like a real conversation. And what was so crazy is, as special as I felt, I literally could look around, and after she talked to me, she talked to another kid and be just as special to him.
0: Kalani Rob, one tough guy. You can go on YouTube and watch him have a fist fight with Rob Machado. He don't take crap from anybody. But here he says, in life, I want to be like Auntie rel
1: I hope that when the kids run into me, or even adults, that I'm doing the best thing I could do because Anti-Rel and the people who I've been, you know, influenced by have done good with me. I want to be like Anti-Rel. Like that was my deal. You know what I mean? Like there's all these different types of flavors and my flavor was I wanted to be that. You know, I want to influence the kids. I want people to know that listen, that don't forget. It happens so fast that you, you weren't that big-time dude, and then when you are, then you forget. Don't forget, because that's not cool.
0: When you're proud of where you come from, your life is a smoother and better journey. And To be able to inspire people behind us, the young ones, is what it's all about. That's why I do this show, hopefully to inspire you. Coming up next, I'll take your calls. The clinic will be open. Hang on the line, Tom and Anthony, Frank, Steve, Jack. I'll get to your calls. The number is 877 710 you're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Alright, let's talk to the great Steve Cohn from Village Pizza. He's doing something good with his day today, with his life today as always, and we need to talk to my favorite pizza place here in Los Angeles at Village Pizza. Steve, you're on with Dr. Clapper, thanks for calling. What's up, man? Hey, wild man, how you doing? Did you hear what klatchos are?
2: Klatchos, you know, I, 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 you gotta talk. You gotta talk. <laughs> you got too much time on your hands.
0: <laughs> Don't give me free time. As my wife and daughter say, oh, my God, they gave him a microphone. <laughs>
2: we, have, we have so much in common, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm
0: prideful of where I come from. That's right. You can tell it in your accent. You're from Brooklyn. Uh, give me the water. Let's walk the dog. <laughs> yeah, listen to Joni Mitchell telling you she's from Canada.
3: On the back of a cartoon coaster blue TV screen light. I drew a map of Canada,
0: oh, Canada. the problem with Joni Mitchell songs is you try to sing along and then you realize uh, excuse me you're not Joni Mitchell <laughs> well,
2: listen it's you know we have uh not only am I trying to uh, be in the front line at the restaurant, but uh, we also have some time, we cut back hours, so mm. I've been catching up on some uh, music documentaries and I caught mm. some real good ones, you know about Echo in the Canyon, mm. and then there was a great interview with Crosby, Stills, and Nash, going back to the old days before the birds, mm. and, um, and, and you know, the Hollies, and, and, and where Neil Young and the and, and Buffalo Springfield, yeah. and then I saw a really great one, uh, Bobby Keys, wow. uh, Every Night to Saturday Night, and you know Joni Mitchell comes up in a lot of conversations back in the in the early days. Carol uh, well, King,
0: Joni Mitchell, these are the greatest singer songwriters. They both happen to be women, but nobody yeah. ever has to mention that they're just flat out the best singer songwriters of the 20th century. Yeah. Period.
2: Well, Cros- David Crosby, very very close with her in the early days.
0: Yeah. Listen to David Crosby talking about how intimidated he was, but then he says, "I wasn't intimidated." Yeah. I was inspired. You know, I
4: mean, you can't help but be thrilled by the music, but uh, the truth is I, I think I was inspired by it more than discouraged by it. I wasn't really discouraged by it. It's just a joke. Uh, I was inspired by it, I think, very strong. Listen strongly. to what he
0: says. He He's working all all week, all two weeks, all month on a song. He says, Joni, listen to this. She goes, yeah, that's really nice, David. Listen to the three that I wrote this morning.
4: Well, you work all week on a song, and, you know, it's a... Hey honey, listen to this. Guinevere had green eyes, you know, and she'd come and say, that's really nice, David. Here, I did these ones this morning. (laughs) And she'd sing three and they'd be fantastic. And you'd go,
0: "Uh." (laughs) David Crosby. I love it. So what are you doing at the restaurant? Let's uh, all hear. I only have a minute left.
2: Well, yeah, we, uh, you know, we're, uh, oh, taking calls at 11. We're doing takeout and delivery starting at 12. We're trying to get calls in earlier and uh, last call at eight mm-hmm. and then we're closing down around eight thirty. we have a very uh you know edited staff we're trying to give jobs to whoever wants and we're giving everybody option if they don't want to come and uh we're giving it our best shot you know yeah. people are supporting us it's great and um it's a pretty pretty weird time i gotta tell you and uh you see you see the resilience of some. You see others who are crazy who don't think it's a big deal.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, going to the grocery stores, you got to take your hats off to the grocery uh, grocery cha- the uh, the people at the grocery stores.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it, it, it's a crazy time. We're we're going to do our best for as long as we can, and and we sanitize, we clean, we got gloves, we're all prepared, and we hope that we can give you comfort food and uh, and provide as long as we can.
0: The great Village Pizza, Steve Cohn. Remember what Abraham Clapper, my dad, once said, Stephen? You can tell all your employees, this too shall pass. It's a tough yeah, time. Uh, it's, yeah. there's, <coughs> it's bringing us all together. But be safe, be well. Everybody knows to wash their hands.
2: I just wanted to uh, let you know we're uh, trying to put together uh for your emergency room over at Sears. Mm-hmm. We're trying to put together a lunch next week with a volunteer group nonprofit called Big Sunday. The incredible efforts through the year to uh, provide for the needy in corporate and personal and uh, unfortunately, I just found out that I have to wrap everything separately they won't take pizza, so I have to wrap eighty five sandwiches and eighty five individual salads, mm. which is going to be a huge, huge deal with a limited <clears> staff so just know we're thinking of them. We're giving it our best shot, and, uh, you know, we could use support out there to come on in, buy some gift certificates for your local restaurants, for your family and friends, for okay. future dates. And, and uh, you know, uh, the support around is, is is very appreciated, believe me.
0: We appreciate you, the great Steve Cohn from Village Pizza. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it.
2: Okay, babe. Take okay. care. All right.
0: God, God you bless family. Okay. You too, sir. Bye-bye. All right. The great Steve Cohn from Village Pizza, the best pizza in Los Angeles, and that comes from Dr. Clapper, a guy from Far Rockaway, proud of where he's from. Let's uh pay some bills. Uh We'll come back. The lines are all lit up. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show every Saturday morning, today with the great Rebecca Womble.
6: Going on, La. This is Kobe Bryant. Tell him Dr. Clapper sent you. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
0: Hey, it's seven o'clock in the morning. Forget
6: about it. There, all
0: right. No more beer.
6: Every Saturday morning from seven to nine a.m. on ESPN, seven ten, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
0: Wow. Just love listening to Joni Mitchell songs. Great job, Rebecca. Just goes right to your heart hearing that song. Plus when she says help. It's like John Lennon singing help. Hmm. Beautiful. All right. Clinic's open. Let's take some calls. Let's go to Tom in Valencia. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, doctor. Um, thanks for staying on the yourself. line so long. I'm so, uh, I'm sorry to make you wait so long.
5: Yeah, no problem. So, I have a shoulder injury that I um I uh developed at work.
0: What kind of work you do,
5: Tom? I'm a mechanic.
0: Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. I have the best pist- and, um- I have the best piston collection in Los Angeles. <laughs> because I did surgery on a, one of my favorite patients from Barstow, and I uh-huh. asked him one day, "What do you do for a living?" I did his hip, his knee, his shoulder. I said, "What do you do for a living?" He says, I'm a diesel mechanic. I said, I built a visible V8 engine when I was young, and I just love engines. He goes, really? You like it? I go, yeah, and I love pistons. So he comes to my office one day with a piston from a Sherman tank. So wow. I put that on my in one of the exam rooms, and uh, I don't know, a month later, a guy comes. Hey, Dr. Clapper. You know, I need my hip done, and can you do my head? Yeah, sure, I'll take care of you. By the way, can I ask you a question? Yeah, why do you have a giant piston here? I said, oh, because I love the engines, and I love mechanics, and I love how they work, and that's a piston from a patient of mine who is a diesel mechanic for the Sherman Tanks in Barstow. And he wow. said, well, I'm the MTA uh, bus mechanic, and if you like pistons, I'll bring you a piston from the MTA buses. So he brought me the next week a piston from an MTA bus. Well. You can only imagine how many mechanics I get to take care of. I have the biggest collection from Yamaha motorcycles. <laughs> to I got a locomotive. It's the the biggest piston I've ever seen. So Different. I love mechanics because, in essence, that's a part of the inspiration for becoming an orthopedic surgeon. Except instead yep. of a car and an engine, I want to know how your shoulder works, your knee works, your hip works. And it's the same damn thing. Yep, we got little pistons. You know where There's a piston in our body that's a bone. This is the coolest thing. But right behind your eardrum, you're listening to me right now on the radio. It's because that drum, just like a bongo drum, is your ear membrane, the tympanic membrane. But right behind it are three tiny, tiny little bones that have joints, which can become arthritic as you get older, by the way. But they piston- back and forth, turning the sound wave with these three little bones, ultimately by moving them into an electrical energy that goes into your brain so that you can hear different sounds. So there's a piston amazing. in your ear. Isn't that fascinating? And I'm like, listen, I'm it sure is. I'm the only medical student going, wow, that's just like a piston <laughs> that Tom and Valencia works on. It's the same damn thing. <laughs> I'll be
5: sending you another one, too, so you could add it to your collection.
0: That's exactly right, Tom. I can't wait. So talk to me. What hurts? Okay, so um
5: initially it didn't feel like it was anything super major, but what I started noticing was um i, I am also a guitar player. Mm-hmm. playing my guitar with my right hand, I'd start to get that pain, mm-hmm. brushing my teeth, uh sleeping, um and then, of course, anything that's kind of you know going to the gym, I pretty much had to just stop with any kind of weights or
0: anything. How long has it been? Um, it's probably been about four months, and how young are you? I'm forty-six. Forty-six. Okay, so at age forty, the wheels start to fall off the wagon. It's called alta cacaritis. Welcome to old age, and okay. the and the it, the issues come from not only the growing of bone spurs, the wearing out of the cartilage, but just like that bungee cord that you leave out in the back of your truck in the sun, and the weather really beats it up. Or look at the back of your skin and pinch the back of your skin right now and let go and you'll see it takes a half an hour for your skin to flatten versus Mm -hmm. a teenager, we dry out, so the tendons start to become less elastic. They dry out. So do you have an MRI of your shoulder? I did. So do you have the impression? Can you read me the impression and read it slowly? So you know what clapper vision is? Yep. All right, I'm going to give you some clapper vision, so get ready. Okay, you you ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
5: Rotator cuff tendonitis with low-grade partial intrasubstance tear of
0: the scapular tendon. Love it. No
5: high-grade or full-thickness rotator cuff.
0: You're a lucky man. lines on it. All right, do me a favor, Tom. Don't let them shoot you with cortisone. They love doing this. No needles, no stem cells, no cockamamie, no needles into your shoulder. Why? Because you have... Life left in this shoulder. Partial substance means, so here's a Clapper vision for you. You take those pair of jeans, those Levi's, right? The big style now, which I still cannot understand, is women actually buy them with a hole in them, okay? When I was growing up, when they got a hole in them, you threw them away, right? No. Mm -hmm. now, Now you actually buy them and have to spend extra money to get one with a hole in it. Okay, I'm definitely from the wrong generation. But when I grew up, you bought Levi's jeans, and you really wanted to beat the hell out of them, so you made your mother put them in the wash and wash them again and again like 10 times because it would start to break down the coarseness of the denim and it would be softer. But it didn't have a hole in it. But what you mm-hmm. now realize is that that breakdown of the canvas material makes it more comfortable, makes it softer. And then it can almost get too soft where the, the, the denim can be thinned, but not a hole yet, but it can be thinned. Believe it or not, your rotator cuff, here's a clapper vision, is like the denim of those Levi's jeans. And forget about other companies. There's only one jeans. It's Levi's. And I'm sure I'll get in trouble for this, but what the hell. Um, but there's Levi's jeans. So they're fresh. You buy them. You don't want to wear them. They're too stiff. But with holes in them, uh, I don't want that either. You want them to be broken in a little bit. So partial, intrasubstance tear is not necessarily coming from you picking up something too much overhead, or actually hurting. This is you getting older with a physical job. It's not like you're sitting behind a desk, although i got plenty of patients or accountants or IT people, and they get the same kind of thing. But a a terrible combination is taking place. You, Tom from Valencia, not only have the beginnings of a bone spur that's growing down to scratch your pair of jeans and fraying it mechanically – but also you're drying out because you're 47 and not 27, so it's getting substance. It's not even from the bone spur, although the partial thickness tear is from the bone spur, but the substance itself is starting to break down. So is there a pill? Is there a shot that's going to grow hair back on top of my head? No. But if someone says to me, go ahead, take this pill, your hair's going to grow back completely on top of your head, you know that that's too good to be true. So what you want to do is always try to avoid surgery first and that means you're a perfect candidate for a physical therapist so you need to make sure that and you don't need no second opinions just tell him dr clapper said you're going to physical therapy but after a month if your shoulder still continues to wake you up and hurt you when you put a jacket on or put your seatbelt on or reach right. in the back seat of the car give it about a month of physical therapy if it's not better then it's bad advice to tell you not to meet a surgeon because you would benefit like the thousands of other people I've taken care of over 31 years of arthroscopically going in there, getting rid of the spur, cleaning up the joint so that it doesn't become a full thickness tear. So. I have
5: had therapy for about a month now and it's really no different.
0: Then, then, then they're fired and then you need to find someone either in Valencia or you'll come and see me or whatever, but you need to find a good orthopedic surgeon who you can trust, who isn't gonna stick needles in there because you're a great candidate and will do extremely well if it's done right. You want an artist, not a robot. To take care of your shoulder, okay, Tom?
5: Doctor, what what do I tell the what do I tell the I'm going to see the surgeon this week? What do I tell him if they bring up the cortisone? What do I say to the doctor?
0: You tell him that you listen to Doctor Clapper every Saturday, and he said not to, and he will go well. I don't care who Doctor Clapper says. I'm giving you a shot. Then you got to make up your own mind because it's a free country. Okay. All right, Tom. God bless you. And remember, remember, it's always good to get a second opinion. All right. Gotcha. Thank you, Doctor. Okay. God bless you, Tom. All right. Let's take a break. We'll pay some bills. Anthony and Pasadena, stay on the line. I'm going to take you next. I'm making you wait too long. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. It's the case for all of us to have pride in our work. Kobe Bryant was from Italy. He was so prideful of being from Italy. I have a great soundbite of his speaking in Italian. He couldn't wait to speak in Italian so that you can remind, be reminded of all that is Italy. Passione is how you say passion in Italian. Listen to Kobe talking about passion for life, passion for his family, passion for everything.
6: La passione. La passione per la vita, la passione per eh, giocare a pallacanestro e fare la cosa che, che ami con tutto il cuore. Eh, sempre la passione in Italia, la passione con la famiglia, sai, con, con i figli, eh, Con tutte le cose che, 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 eh, che è importante per te per avere tua vita è con, eh, sempre con me, sempre con Italia sempre un, un, un posto nel mio cuore.
0: Rebecca, let's play the soundbite where you hear Kobe making fun of my New York accent. Because when people travel from all over to come see me, it's one thing they're gonna know. I'm from far Rockaway. I'm from New York. I'm Dr. Clapper. There's no R in that word. Right? Listen to Kobe.
6: What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. That's right. Mahalo. Aloha. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
0: Ahui hoy.
6: Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
0: What a gift to be able to play that, knowing that he's making fun of a New York accident. Be proud of where you're from. Be proud of it and let everybody know it, because it'll creep in in a good way into everything that you do. Where in art, the world I love? Where in sports, the world I love? And where in surgery do you see that pridefulness? So I thought about it all week. Well, in art, it was Joni Mitchell. She's from Canada, from the plains of Saskatchewan, where the wind howls, wide open spaces. But the beauty of nature that she grew up in, it's in all of her songs, and you can hear it in her voice. Listen to her talk about Canada in a case of you.
3: On the back of a cartoon coaster In the blue TV screen light I drew a map of Canada Oh, Canada With your face sketched on it twice
0: A voice like an angel. She wrote these songs. She sang these songs. And she's so proud of being Canadian. Here she is in 1965, singing, being interviewed by these two Canadian people who think they've just discovered the moon by being able to talk to her.
1: Jolie Mitchell, a very young lady, Saskatchewan born. And we're, if you've never heard of her before, if you've met her for the first time here, and you know, you're going to meet her again, uh, quite a bit during your lifetime. You, uh, you're just starting out, sort of, aren't you? Um,
3: actually, I've been singing professionally now for two years, um, but I consider that I've only started within the last year because I've only felt that I've begun to have my own my own way to go, my own songs and my own guitar style, and, and I'm starting to get my own vocal styling now. Did you ever bomb? I can't believe that. Oh, I I don't know. I think bombing is a thing that, that is felt in your head sometimes. I've... I've done performances where i didn't particular excite anyone i think they said well that's nice Mm -hmm. whereas i think that now sometimes that i can excite people so
0: she's feeling she's feeling the criticism but she ain't stopping and she's gonna tell everybody i'm from canada
3: your songs have an interesting quality about them they're very for want of a better word i think one just has to say poetic Mm -hmm. because they have a, a kind of kind have eternity about them. They're not just about love and loss and the things that we normally associate with this kind of singing Well, I'm um, I'm very Canadian. You know that I live in the States now do you no, in no, you don't well, I'm no. American and I'm living we in Detroit know that. and uh, I I found that I've become more Canadian since I've moved to the States I think maybe you do that and the songs that I've been writing within the last year have um, Had more and more of a prairie flavor if not um, Throughout the song, at least I, I set the song in Canada. For instance, I've written a song about a carnival in Kenora and things like that, and I'm always looking for um, Canadian ideas, you know, Canadian places instead of carnival in Detroit, which sounds like a dragon. <laughs> 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 you see all these cars going around in circles or something.
0: When you're from Hawaii, you talk about the Aloha spirit. When you're from New York, you talk about nothing's
1: impossible.
0: When you're from the prairie lands of Saskatchewan, Canada, you talk about happiness and joy.
1: Well, Joni, who are you singing all these songs uh, to? The uh, the sort of coffee house group are um, do they already know the message, or is there a message that you're trying to give them or anybody?
3: The general message of my songs, I guess, is just happiness. Most of them have happy endings, and uh, uh, I don't write protesty things. If they protest at all, it's very subtle, and they're sort of the message comes out like don't do this or, or try not to be that way, but it's still through happiness so that it doesn't stand up there and sort of preach at people.
0: Some people have a problem with happiness. When the early missionaries came to Hawaii, Captain Cook and his gang, they saw the Polynesians riding waves, naked, by the way. They said, oh, no, 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 we can't have any of that. They're having too much fun. How could people have a problem with happiness? Joni Mitchell She met those critics, but she also met them head on.
3: What do you mean by happiness, John? Well, as a matter of fact, while I was here, while I was in Toronto the last time, I I got a bad review, and and what the review amounted to, I think, was uh, that I was too happy, and uh, he criticized for lack of depth. It was sort of like everything was happy, you know. He said I wasn't saccharine, but I was a little hearts and flowery. That's what he said. Mind you, I should say now too that I had two excellent reviews, <laughs> uh, plus this one that wasn't so good.
0: She's feisty in that way. I love it.
3: So he, he criticized me for being happy, and and that's what I think my songs are. I can't explain it any more than that. They're just, um, even the sad songs are aren't depressing. They're just sort of wistful.
1: Have you always been happy?
3: I try to be. <laughs> no, nobody's happy all the time.
1: Have you always wanted to be a, a happy singer and writer of songs?
3: Well, I started out um, in folk music, of course, doing traditional ballads, which were these long English things about lady Mm so-and-so's husband killed her while her lover was standing at the foot of the bed and things, and House of the Rising Sun, about a girl who's been led astray, and I think maybe that's why my songs are all happy, because in the beginning they were all so dreary. Mm -hmm. They were beautiful, but they were, you know, they were just very... Miserable songs.
0: Good for you, Joni Mitchell. Is there
1: a big future in happiness? You think this is? Uh,
3: well, I don't know. I've been told by a couple of people I'm not what's currently happening, baby. But I think that, <laughs> I think that they'll come around. I had a long talk with a fellow named Paul Allen, uh, who is one of the people who did the Endless Summer. Oh yeah. And they told him the same thing that his movie wasn't currently what was happening, baby, because uh, it was too happy and it didn't have any drama or, or anything you know, or sex in it or plot and
1: all these things it happens to be a perfectly beautiful picture it was
3: a lovely picture so he convinced me that that there was hope for happy things
0: lovely picture paul allen was the marketing guy for bruce brown who i knew very well and was a very dear friend of mine who made the endless summer you asked me one of my top five movies of all time the endless summer is in that list the most successful surf movie ever traveling around the world now that you're in your homes go watch that movie from 1966, it'll blow your mind. But the big movie companies, they didn't want to play the movie for exactly what she said. So said, you know what Paul Allen did? He rented a theater in Wichita, Kansas, in February. Biggest snowstorm they ever had in Kansas. And they put up on the movie theater, we're going to be showing The Endless Summer. No advertising, no nothing. This is in 1966. The movie sold out for a week straight. That's when they said, okay, Columbia Pictures, or wherever it was at the time. How do you like them apples? So they distributed the film, and people lined up around the block to see the endless summer. That's what Joni Mitchell had to do. Listen to David Crosby, one of the greatest singer-songwriters of all time, what it was like to meet Joni Mitchell for the first time, the girl from Canada, who he brought down to Los Angeles.
4: Overwhelming.
3: I'm
4: a singer-songwriter. You walk in and somebody's doing it at that level, it's going to blow your mind. And she did. I walked in and she was singing, you know, Both Sides Now or Michael from Mountains or something like that and just slayed me completely. Brought her back to Los Angeles and I'd gather a bunch of people in a room and and, um, we would all adjust ourselves and get ourselves ready and then she would sit down and sing. Hmm. That's all it takes.
0: This is Leslie Morris, the manager for one of the most successful bands, talking about her opinion of Joni Mitchell.
4: Joni Mitchell is the best songwriter ever born, as far as I'm concerned. she's you know she's prolific, she outdoes them all. I think that's the uh, little probably the um, trouble that they have with each other. you know she's I think they're all in awe of her. I think they all respect her songwriting and her abilities. And um, she's very complex and very intimidating.
0: The music flows out of her. The joy, the happiness
4: from Canada. Well, you'd work all week on a song and, you know, you'd say, hey honey, listen to this. Guinevere had green eyes, you know, and she'd come and say, that's really nice, David. Here, I did these ones this morning. And she'd sing three and they'd be fantastic. And you'd go, uh. really? Crosby thinks he was tough being in the same room as Joni as a songwriter? You know, join the club, friend. What do you think it was like for me living with her in Laurel Canyon with one piano? She was constantly writing, constantly. And I loved it. I mean, I witnessed some incredible moments of creation from Joni Mitchell. But it was tough to get to the piano. Wow. Well, here's more from David Crosby. You know, I mean, you can't help but be thrilled by the music, but... uh the truth is I, I think I was inspired by it more than discouraged by it i wasn't really discouraged by it. It's just a joke yeah. uh, I was inspired by it I think very strongly wow. I realized that she had done what a, a folk singer does. they do a kind of an indicated arrangement the the their thumb becomes the bass, and their fingers become the band. She had a very complete arrangement in her guitar playing and her uh her dulcimer playing
1: but you know when you're talking about people like van dyke or randy or joni or or neil or whoever you're dealing with visionaries
0: and, and what they see and how they look at the future is unlike us you know but she looks at the world through canadian eyes and in canada they get four seasons you feel the weather you feel the conditions it's just unique to canada This is one of my favorite songs from Joni Mitchell called Urge for Going. Just listen to a few seconds of this, and she's painting a picture for you.
3: On the town It hovered in a frozen sky Then gobbled summer down When the sun turns traitor cold And all the trees stand shivering In a naked row I get the urge for going But I never seem to go When the is turning brown and is down and in.
0: You don't need a painting, you don't need a picture to show you what fall is. Urge for going. She did it. She's Canadian, and it's in her music.
6: What's going on LA? This is Kobe Bryant. When I see the food, I eat it. Bada boom. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
0: I'm on a light diet. I only eat when it's light out. Bada boom.
6: Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
3: And everywhere.
6: Mm.
0: Look at clouds that Welcome back, weekend warriors. Both sides now. Here's the version that I love from when she was young. How do you write this song? How do you do something like this? Roses and foes of
3: angel, and ice cream castles in the
0: air Ice cream castles in the air. Yep, I can handle that. God. Some Chow Bella gelato. Chow Bello chocolate sorbet. Go back onto the podcast and you can listen to me talking to the people from Chow Bello. That'll be a good thing. It's in your freezer right now. Having some ice cream castles. Not in the air. In your mouth. That's what you want, the ice cream castles. Alright, let's take a quick call. Let's go to, hmm, um, let's go to Richard in Long Beach. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Sorry to make you wait so long.
6: No problem, doctor. Love you. Uh, God bless you, doctor. And uh, Thank you. yeah, it, it's happened before. My lower back on the right side uh, got some pretty sharp pain. Does it I radiate can...
0: into the buttock, the thigh, the calf, the toes, or does it stay in your lower back? It stays in the lower back. How young are you, Richard? I'm sixty-six. Sixty-six. Wow. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I work on the power lines. I'm a groundsman. Wow. You're like the Glenn Campbell song, the Jimmy Webb song. You're alignment for the county. That's right. Oh, wow. You ever listen in on anyone's conversation? All the time. time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You are the best. You are the man, by
0: the way. Thank you. (laughs) God bless you, doctor. All right, Richard. Well, I will tell you this. If you were working on a pal, you ready for some clapper vision? You know what that is?
6: Gotcha.
0: Go ahead. But what if they said, you know what, we need you to get in your car today, Richard, and we need you to drive to Hemet. I don't even know where that is, but to drive. Okay. I'm I'm sure you get there on the 10 freeway, but I have no idea what that is. We need you to go way out to Hemet, and there's a power line there that's been up there for 66 years What do you think that power line is going to look like? The insulation is going to be dried and cracked and the copper wire is going to be showing. It's going to be a mess, right? It's like you, Richard, looking at the back of your hand right now and pinch the skin. We can wait for a half an hour for the skin to flatten because you know when you take that cord, that wire, out of your truck that it's just fresh and beautiful and you're going to replace it. That's a young person's insulation and copper wire and and power line that you're going to put up. Well, guess what? As an orthopedic surgeon for 31 years, and I've looked at thousands and thousands of people like you and looked at the x-rays, the CAT scans, the MRIs of their spine, and guess what I see? I see altococceritis. I see that Hemet 66-year-old power line that's cracked and no longer... You're going to see what's known as, this is in the medical terms, desiccation of the discs, that's what you're going to see, the dried out, the bone spurs, that this space itself, kind of like pipes in your kitchen where the rust is making the water come out less briskly as brand new copper pipes. That's in essence what you have. You have arthritis in your lower back. How do I know that? Because thankfully, Richard, your back pain is not going into your butt, your thigh, your calf and into your toe. So you don't have sciatica like a younger person might get. You've got st- st- uh, steno- you've got stenosis, you've got arthritis. What's my favorite thing to do for a guy like you who's still working and who needs their discs and needs their back and has to fight father time? You got to strengthen your core muscles. You have to adopt pool exercises, Pilates, yoga, and take some weight off. I can guarantee I can see through the radio. You could stand to lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds, just like me, but the food tastes too damn good, so it's hard to, particularly if you're making clachos like I've just described, nachos clapper style, or eating pizza from Village Pizza. But yes, you. taking some weight off will okay. make less stress for your back. How do you take weight off? There's a book I want you to read called Wheat Belly. Just read that book, W-H-E-A-T, Wheat Belly. It'll inspire you to start to take some weight off. You get in the pool, stay off the treadmill, stay away from uh, lunges, squats, stair machines, weights. Get in the pool, walk belly button high water, forwards and backwards. Taking some weight off, riding a bike, doing the pool. This is how you're going to be able to withstand that degenerative process that takes place in all of us. Okay? Okay, one second, one second. I'm at the beach. I'm at still beach right now. I was thinking about and walking in the water. Is no, okay? do it in a pool. The ocean's too treacherous. Get in the pool. Okay. All right, That's young man. God. Okay, thank Listen, you. Listen, I want you to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. Thank you so
6: much. God bless you.
0: I appreciate it, Richard. You. you too. God bless. All right, Warriors, you're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here every Saturday morning on 710 ESPN.